And welcome to the Spirit. I'm Beck, and I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. Hi, Beck. Today's show is sponsored. No, I'm just joking. Today's show is brought to you by Pineapple in the Mailbox. <laughs> Have you heard of Pineapple in the Mailbox, Steph? No. Don't well, know what that is. Can you imagine what Pineapple in the Mailbox is? Uh, I would be waiting for other fruits, and then I'd make a fruit salad. Right, like a fruit delivery. <laughs> Somebody sent me a fruit subscription, or I'd probably throw it out because I would think someone was trying to poison me that's true me too i would think there would be like halloween candy needle in the pineapple yeah but someone i know received a pineapple in their mailbox yeah that's pretty strange and but it's a lot like driveway vodka but we drank that one. that's true but that was sealed yep i mean <laughs> guess somebody could have put a needle in there but i didn't see any holes yep a pineapple that's placed on your porch or your mailbox is swingers letting you know that there's a party going on <laughs> I'd be looking at every neighbor couple and be like, who are they? Yeah. Who are the Which swingers? one is it? Yeah. <laughs> if the pineapple is turned upside down, that means somebody is looking for a swinger party. I think that if the person knows what it is, then it's like, okay, you know, because then they're looking for it. But if they don't, they just get free fruit. They have no idea what it means. Right. And they're like, somebody loves me enough to give me a pineapple. Yeah. Which is like an amazing tasting fruit. It is. But a bitch to deal with. It really is. <laughs> it's worse. I think a coconut is worse. You know, having to crack coconut. Oh, man. Uh, before we get going, I wanted to do a shout out to our biggest fan. Julie Twinkletoes. Thanks for being our fan, Julie. Our number one fan. We love you. We're so glad you listened to us on your way to work and on your way home. She especially loves our longer episodes because she can get her full drive done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it because I think my family actually stopped listening to it. They have no idea. At least we have one person that we know is a fan that we know is listening to yes. us. Before we jump right into that paranormal news, did you know that Teslas keep killing cats? The car? Yeah. They, why are they They're just hit, hitting them? Yeah. Apparently it's because they don't make any sound. Oh, so the cats don't know and they rely on their hearing yes. and then they jump out. Yes. They run across and get, bam, hit. Brittany Spears' sister is complaining about this. She keeps on killing cats? No. Well, people keep killing her cats driving down the road with their Teslas. Wow. I think that there's been something put into place now that they have to add something to the Tesla to give off a DB, like, you know, a sound that's high enough for animals to hear. My friend has a um, Toyota, what's their hybrid car? Prius. The Prius, yeah. Right. They're pretty quiet, too, when you first get them. But now hers is making a weird little noise and, like, sounds like a normal car. <laughs> <laughs> but Teslas are just electric. electric. Yeah, so it's just silent. Maybe they... They have to make it sound like an electric drill or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Either that or add some sound effects to make it sound like a muscle car. Yeah, they have a vroom box. Do you ever hear of a vroom box? No. It's an electronic thing you can hook up and it comes through your speaker. So you could take like your stupid 1998 minivan, make it sound like it's oh, got amazing yes. pipes on I it. I have heard that. I think some cars actually have that built into them, weirdly. Yeah, they like and BMW it sounds, or something. Yeah, it comes through your speakers and it sounds amazing and it goes with the acceleration, you know, yeah, pedal. The only thing I want coming through my speakers is rock and roll. Yeah, I don't care about <laughs> Though motorcycles sound pretty awesome when you're riding. Feels good to have... The power. The power and the rumble underneath. 
<laughs> well, we really went off. Oh, we did. All right, let's get back on track. Let's talk about some paranormal stuff from this month. Uh, I found a few things. I know you had been saving a few articles, so they're not really from January, but we'll mix and match. We'll see what okay. we have. Why don't you start us off? Okay, I found this one. It was published December 8th. and That's um, not too bad. That's it's only not too bad, a month yeah. ago, yeah. It's from 7news.com. Bride-to-be forced to sell haunted wedding dress after it possessed her house. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it says here, a bride-to-be has revealed how she is selling her haunted wedding dress after a string of eerie occurrences around her home. The unidentified U.S. woman said she found the vintage dress in an abandoned old gold rush town while hiking and took it home. Well, there's your first problem. Did she steal it? (laughs) Yeah, that was someone else's wedding dress. She wasn't supposed to take that. No. Determined to wear it to her upcoming nuptials. But a string of unbelievable events, including moving items, unexplained smells, swarms of flies, and flying objects, eventually convinced her that the gown had possessed her home. (laughs) Swarms of flies would have told you right there. (laughs) She's like, well, I shouldn't have left the ham sandwich out by the window. (laughs) Advertising the dress for sale on Facebook for... $600. $600. Oh, nice. So she's trying to make a profit yeah, off I of someone else. I think this else. is all BS now. Oh, come on. The bride explained the bizarre string of events. While my fiancé and I were hiking through a small town between Fairfax and Carbonado, Washington, we came across an old gold rush town that was completely abandoned, she wrote. Needless to say, our curiosity got the best of us, and we started to explore the ruins of the ghost town. In one of the rundown remnants of a small cottage... We shimmied up into, I came across this dress. It was so gorgeous, I froze at the sight of it. And if I'm being completely honest, it scared the crap out of me all at the same time. But something about its ethereal 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 beauty just (laughs) begged me to bring it home with me. But the bride-to-be said it wasn't long before things started going very wrong. Afterwards, things at home would never be the same. After a week of having the dress, we noticed my cat beginning to hide underneath the bed almost all day. When she normally spent the day lounging around eating friskies or her designated windowsill. When things started moving around the house, first small things like, like so- this is written so bad that I can't. Oh, don't worry. You don't have to keep going. I mean, I think okay. we get the point. She sold the dress. Did someone buy the dress? Let me see. Let me get down. Okay. Oh, she started smelling rotten eggs in the house. Oh, boy. And fire that would fill our bedroom night after night. Fire? Oh, the smell of the fire. The smell of fire. Okay. And then f- flies would start to pile up again. Attempts to bless the bride's dress and home with holy water only intensified the activity. So we know that definitely was possessed. Yeah, something demonic. <laughs> Maybe Zach Baggins was in that. <laughs> Opened up a portal. He did one of his shows over there. <laughs> in, in one of the, the ghost towns that she found that It in? could be. He's done a lot of ghost towns. That's true. She gave it to her future mother-in-law for cleaning, and then those two months, the dress was away. Everything was fine. Of course. But anyways. <laughs> Did the mother have the dress was, and have the problem yeah, after? She, she got out of her home. I guess a lot of Facebook users were disgusted by the bride-to-be's story, and they were outraged that she'd sell a dress she effectively stole for hundreds of dollars. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a lot of moral issues going on here. Karma. Well, she might have made that whole thing up. <laughs> True. Just to get... Just uh, to make that 600 Yeah, just to get some extra money for her wedding. Because she wants one of those special items, probably for her 
marriage, you know, like like a rice cooker, <laughs> like a rice cooker. Now, what's that expensive thing that like every wife wants? You can make bread with it. You can make air fryer, dough. not an air fryer. It's like a professional uh, mixer, you know, like. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking you about. Qu- ton- not Cuisinart. Um, I can see it. It's red. Yeah. It's shiny. They come in different colors. Yeah, they're like really heavy duty. Yeah, it's a mixer, but I forgot what it's called. Yeah. My sister has one. Mm. But it took her all her whole like 30 years of marriage to she go. <laughs> Yeah, they are expensive. Like, you have to refinance your home to get one. Yeah. It's like having professional baking equipment. A dramatic video filmed by a passenger aboard an airliner flying over Switzerland shows what appears to be a near miss with a UFO. The wild incident reportedly occurred as a Singapore Airlines jet was preparing to land at a Zurich airport on Sunday morning. Suddenly, in a worrisome moment... As the airliner descends, the pilot comes on the loudspeaker and gives elaborate instructions for the passengers to brace themselves. As the plane begins what seems to be a rather turbulent landing, the airliner slightly tilts and a curious white object can be seen zipping past the craft. The sight of the somewhat sizable oddity caused the passenger to let out an understandably colorful exclamation. Based on the manner in which the pilot cautioned the people on the plane, it is believed that he likely saw the object coming towards them and was preparing for a possible collision. Fortunately, he managed to avoid contact with the anomalous aerial interloper and safely landed at the airport. Well, speaking about UFOs, I think it was about yeah one week ago, the CIA released the entire collection of UFO-related documents to truth-seeking website. More than three decades' worth of government UFO records are now yours to download and peruse. Thanks to the efforts of some intrepid truth-seekers, the massive data dump includes more than 2,700 pages of UFO-related documents declassified by the CIA since the 1980s. The U.S. government also calls them unidentified aerial phenomena. According to the Black Vault, an online repository of UFO-related documents operated by author John Greenwald Jr., the documents were obtained through a long string of Freedom of Information Acts, requests filed over the last quarter century. Over time, so many requests piled up that the CIA created a CD-ROM full of declassified documents known as the UFO Collection. In mid-2020, Greenwald purchased the CD-ROM, and he recently finished uploading its contents as a series of searchable PDF files on his website. You can find them at the Black Vault. Nice. That's pretty exciting, you know, but I'm sure there's a lot of redacted documents. I mean, how are you going to, they really going to let us know Well, they just pulled that video down that I was looking for to post on our Facebook for our listeners. Yeah, it's so weird. I feel like everyone's ready. We've had enough uh, History Channel, Ancient Aliens to prepare us. (laughs) Enough with the cover-ups, guys. We we really want to know. So this story I'm doing comes from January 2nd. And uh, it's called My Hospice Patient Said a Ghost Changed His Life. And basically, because this is a very long story, I'd be reading and reading and reading. This uh, person had cancer for a long time. He became very, very miserable. He couldn't stand life anymore, and he basically wanted to kill himself. As a hospice patient, he had some sort of experience in the hospital, and uh, one of the workers had said to him, you know, did something happen? He says, do you believe in ghosts? And then he backtracks to the time that he was in a war, and he said that all these, you know, men, all bloodied and, and wounded, were coming in. One guy, he was on a stretcher. They were carrying him on a stretcher, and they dropped him. And he said his intestines oozed out, and then he, he died. Well, I guess this is the ghost, that person that died, that he witnessed dying. 
was the ghost that visited him. Okay. He says, then I looked up, he says, saw a guy sitting on the end of my cot. He was wearing a World War I uniform with one of those funny helmets. He was covered in light like he was glowing in the dark. What was he doing, I ask. Evan starts crying and laughing at the same time. He was looking at me with love. I could feel it. I'd never felt that kind of love before. That's amazing. The ghost was crying and laughing at the same time, but all you could feel was love. What was that like to feel that kind of love? I can't put it into words, he pauses. I guess I just felt like I was worth something, like all the pain and cruelty wasn't what was real. So this is obviously a traumatized person from war, traumatized with cancer, Mm -hmm. hated life. And he has this visitation from a ghost, which I don't think it's a ghost. I think it's a spirit from heaven. Right. Because he was bathed in light. And love. He had joy and love. Yeah. So to me, this is a person that's in heaven. Right. I don't think a ghost would, to be honest, would bring that much love. But it changed this person's life. It made him want to live and made him look at all the trauma he went through. Like, that's nothing. And he was worth something. So I think that's a beautiful story. So if anyone finds that one, it was in the Washington Post or on the Washington Post. It's still there, I think. Yeah. It's called My Hospice Patient Said a Ghost Changed His Life. Interestingly enough, this is from the express.co.uk. Life after death, Brian Cox says physics ruled out the human soul at a particle level. Life after death theories collapse under scientific scrutiny because the field of particle physics has ruled out the possibility of humans having a soul. Apparently none of us have souls. (laughs) Brian Cox has claimed. Well, right there, you know. His name is Brian Cox, okay? (laughs) Questions about the afterlife remain unanswered with the jury still out on whether life after death is real. Many people claim to know what happens when we die based on anecdotal evidence and stories from so-called near-death experiences or NDEs. People who have stood on the brink of death often recall visions of bright lights or memories of seeing their deceased loved ones. NDEs are often reported by people who have gone into cardiac arrest or were briefly declared clinically dead while on the operating table. In some instances, the vision and the memories were very detailed, such as the man who claimed he met Satan in hell. The medical sciences have tried to explain these phenomena through residual brain activity or chemical reactions triggered by intense trauma. Particle physicist and TV presenter Brian Cox has, however, taken the discussion one step further and explained why there's no measurable evidence of humans having souls that could live on after death. Well, doesn't that break the whole idea that energy, you cannot destroy energy? Yeah, that, it's just, you know, science should be holding hands with spirituality or metaphysical. Metaphysical and science should be holding hands. But now we have this jackass... Because he appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast where he discussed the ideas of humans having souls, among other topics. And in his estimate, there's no observable force, the soul that interacts with the human body at a subatomic level. He was saying if such a force existed within us, it would strongly react with the particles our bodies are made of. Instead, physicists have so far only observed four fundamental forces governing this world. Gravity, the weak and stronger nuclear force, and electromagnetism. None of these forces could explain the concept of a soul trapped inside the body. Professor Cox, who teaches at the School of Physics and Astronomy in Manchester, said, So, here's my arm. It's made of electrons and protons and neutrons. If I have a soul in there, something we don't understand, but it's a different kind of energy or whatever it is we don't have in physics at the moment. It interacts with matter because I'm moving my hand around. So whatever it is, it is something that interacts strongly with matter. 
Professor Cox went on to say scientists have made ultra high precision measurements looking for a fifth force of nature, but have not found one. Consequently, the human soul can be ruled out on the most fundamental level imaginable. The physicist added, if you want to suggest that there's something else that interacts with matter strongly, then I would say it's ruled out. This guy's saying we have no souls. Yeah, I've heard these type of things before. And there was someone uh, that said one time, if I could see God under a microscope, I would believe in it. I just think these are stupid reasonings. But, okay, haven't they done experiments where they've shown people that have died, they actually weigh less? Like the soul has an actual weight to it? Yeah, I don't, I've heard of that. I don't, I've never really looked into that one, but. And there's videos of people soul leaving their body. They have videos of car wrecks where you'll see like a white mist come out of the body. Yeah, I think these are all anecdotal things that people, I think this is what we rely on really for spirituality. I hate to say it there. I don't think we're ever going to find a scientific, total scientific proof. Cause I mean, even the spirit, is it measurable? I don't know. But I think that, um, I think there's signs that point to it. Also, I think one of the compelling things to me is someone who has a near death experience, but they change their life around. Yeah. Why, you know, why wouldn't they just say it's a dream or, you know, what would make someone want to change their life around because they saw either their God or they went to a dark place, you know? Right. And that scared the crap out of them. That would have to be a serious dream because most of us can differentiate. I know. I've never had a dream where I went to hell or went to heaven. And even if you did, you'd woke up and go, wow, I had a bad dream. Yeah. Would you change your whole life around because of that dream? Or you would just say that was a, that was a bad dream? Yeah. And sometimes dreams are very amazing. They have changed people a bit, you know, because it seemed more than a dream. But I think even those are rare. I think the doctor needs to have, or the scientist, whoever that guy was, needs to have. Physicist. Uh, physicist yeah well even i was listening to a guy that was a physicist and he went the whole atheist route through college most of them do yeah he was brought up i think catholic or he was christian but he eventually became catholic something like that but he said the more he studied the universe he saw that it is so perfectly set if it was off just by a little bit it couldn't function the way that it that it does. So when they talk about certain events happening that form the universe, he goes, it's like throwing a clock in the air with all the, like all the parts of the clock and expecting it to all land in the exact spots. So the clock works. And he goes, and that is almost impossible. Pretty, it's pretty much impossible. Like if I took clock parts and just kept on tossing there, expecting them to fall in the right places so that clock will work. Do you really think that's going to happen? He goes, that's how perfect formed the universe is he actually became a believer in god because of what he was learning even though he had become an atheist he said there's no way there's no way so he changed through that not through some you know near-death experience or some evangelist because he actually thought logically about it is that what you're telling me yes yeah that's all i'm saying think logically more scientists are coming out i think believing that there's the possibility of life out in the universe that they never used to say that but i think they're putting like some data together, algorithms, whatever, and it's coming out. Yeah, there's possibility of life. The very few versus the masses of people that have had NDEs or experiences or hauntings or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. There's almost legion of people that have experienced this versus a handful of physicists or scientists or doctors. Mm-hmm. This one's from the Daily Record, and this is actually from January 7th. Scott's capture eerie photo of ghost girl and white nighty at uk's most haunted hotel this pair spotted a girl with long dark hair 
and she was wearing a white gown staring ominously at them through a window. This was claimed to be taken at one of UK's most haunted hotels. They decided to take a video as they explored the corridors of the Edwardian building, which dates back to 1914, and is linked with paranormal behavior. It was only when they looked back at the footage when they spotted a spooky figure with long dark hair wearing a white gown staring ominously at them through the window of an unused stairwell. I'm going to post this on our Facebook for you guys to see. I'll post it on our Instagram, too. Looks like long hair. Mm-hmm. You can see, like, where the nose and eyes are. It's really, it looks like a human figure. Yep. For sure. Pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, I got some scare mail. You want to hear it? Yes, of course. All right. Hi, back and Steph. I recently discovered your podcast and I'm enjoying it. Due to the lockdown, I've admittedly have been watching way more television and being online than should be. And in the process, binging many paranormal shows. My question is, ellipsis, <laughs> I've seen people getting EVPs and ghost box sessions in foreign countries and getting English responses. What are your thoughts? Thanks and keep up the good work. Raf El Monte, California. English is the universal language. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, Raf from El Monte, California. And I'm sorry if I butchered that email. I was just reading it as as we got it. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Maybe, maybe ghosts or spirits speak to you in the language that you are familiar with. But if it's in another country, yeah. a lot of them know English, but... Maybe there's no language barrier when it comes to spirit. That's true. We've heard that angels don't have a sex. and We've heard once you cross over to the other side... You don't have a male or female assignment to you. You're just energy, right? Yep. You're just so pure spirit. Why wouldn't ghosts or spirits be able to speak to you in the language that you understand the most? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But if you're in another country and you speak German and you're speaking English, the ghost is speaking. Is that, I mean, is that what he's trying to say? Why would it? Uh... Yeah, he's saying like, okay, if you and I went to Italy and we did a ghost box session. Shouldn't we just be hearing Italian? I would say if we're there, then it possibly could come in English. Right. Because but what if it's just Italians? Then it's probably just going to come Italian? in their language. Yeah, that's what my theory is, is that they can speak to you in whatever language you understand. Probably. I think that's that's a pretty good theory. When I think of the spiritual world, I think of it as a higher intelligence, too, that they're capable of speaking other languages. I've done ghost box sessions for people that have family members that don't speak English and I've had Greek come through Wow! and I had no idea how to interpret it so I sent it to the client and said listen this is what I got I have no idea what it's saying maybe you can decipher what this is saying I speak Greek? No <laughs> Oh <laughs> I, was like, I told you I spoke Greek? I told the client oh, okay. that they spoke Greek so maybe they could interpret what I was receiving because it was a little odd to me that did were they able to I think they were freaked it? out I think oh. they were freaked out and they wouldn't tell they threw me garlic around their necks like They're leave me alone <laughs> those superstitious Greeks <laughs> thank you Raph for that I wish we had a better answer for you but that's our thoughts on it Steph, have you heard about the bowling ghost? No. <laughs> Haunting on lane one. Daffodil Bowl has been around since the 1950s. Its owner says due to the pandemic closures, they've been able to experience things that they believe to be paranormal. This is in Washington State. Mm -hmm. 
the previous owners of 22 years have never mentioned that this place is known to have a ghost. But Swartz works alongside his daughter Ashley and said that during the pandemic closure, they've been able to personally confirm the rumors of paranormal activity on their lanes. Both were quick to say it's not something that they've seen, but what they've consistently heard. Ashley said that as often as every 15 minutes, they can hear the distinct sound of a bowling ball being thrown down the lane. <laughs> the first time in decades, the bowling alley is nearly silent, and that makes the sound of a lone bowler more noticeable. After mentioning what they have been hearing to employees, it became clear that they were the last to know about their friendly ghost that refuses to leave, Daffodil Bowl. Swords said that just about every employee has a story or two about the strange noises and occasional sightings like bowling shoes flying off the shelves. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> or cooking utensils dropping from the walls in the kitchen. An employee named Corey said she's been working at the bowling alley for over 30 years and confirmed that she's had some personal encounters. He comes up, she knows it's a he, he comes up behind me and says my name. Sometimes he turns on the pin setters in the back as a way of letting me know he's here and to have a good day or something, said Corey. The identity of the seemingly friendly ghost is a minor dispute. Many believe it's the spirit of a former loyal customer who died of a heart attack and died on lane one. We got a death on lane one. Lane one. <laughs> Clean up on lane one. <laughs> That's where we usually hear the sound of a ball rolling was lane one, said Swartz. Daffodil mechanic Larry Davidson. Hey, isn't that from Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's Larry David. Have been on the job for more than a decade and said that he has seen and heard many things that he has accepted as paranormal. I've seen figured hunched over these machines. I've seen a dark figure walking to the back of the lanes when I'm the only one here at night and the doors are locked. It's creepy, but it's kind of funny, though. Well, Larry Davidson <laughs> <laughs> believes that this ghost is actually a former mechanic who had his job for a very long time before passing. The mechanic lived in a house that's just across the parking lot and that the home was torn down last summer. Whether it's a former mechanic or the loyal bowler who frequents the lanes, everyone seems to agree that it's not a scary haunting. They've even named the ghost Daffodil Don to honor his presence. <laughs> well, if it was me, if I own that place, it's COVID time, so no one's making any money. Right. But the ghosts are using the bowling alley. I'd be pretty angry. Like, you better, you better put pay some, up. Yeah, better pay up. What <laughs> like was you're that? using my equipment. <laughs> what was that bowling movie, Kingpin? Did you ever see Kingpin? I don't, I feel like I've, I know I've heard of it. Oh man, that was a good movie. It was funny. Oh, it was good. I was just telling you earlier, I've never seen, um, oh yeah, the dude, the big Lebowski. Yeah. Never seen it. Oh man, you need to see these yeah, movies. I, but I now I'm just it. thinking, I think there was a character named Jesus in there. He was a bowler. <laughs> and I'm picturing Jesus rolling down the aisle in lane one. I'm also thinking too, if you're a bowling alley mechanic, your life kind of sucks. And if you die and you're still stuck at the job you hated probably your whole life that really sucks that's like double purgatory what if they loved it what if that was their favorite job i don't know you know if you really have that much of a passion you're gonna stick around and want to just bowl your life away
a weird experience on a certain, like, I don't know if anyone knows out there, but I am a school bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) We have a whole 80 some buses for our district. When you get a sub bus, that's usually an older bus. They're not really old. They call it old, but it's probably just, I don't know, within 10 years, somewhere in there. Every time they would give me bus number 15, get a spooky feeling on there. And it was like I'd see shadows or something in the back. And you have a big mirror to look at all the seats. And it was always when I was driving by myself. I didn't pick up any students yet. And I would always joke around with my boss when I got back. Like, stop putting me on 15. It's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) And he would laugh. He goes, yep. He would nod his head like he agreed with me. I was like, really? So maybe he knew something you didn't. I don't know. And I don't think there's been any deaths. Who knows? That you know of. Whoever made the bus. Maybe the person made the bus got crushed by something inside there. Hey, you never know. Yeah. One of our bus drivers had a very scary experience with a girl that was on there. And from what I know about this girl, she had issues. I don't know what what help she was getting, but she had to go on a special bus. And so the bus driver told me that she would switch personalities really fast. Oh. Now, of course, this could be part of mental illness or whatever, too. But the weird part of it was is that when she'd go into the state, her eyes would turn black. It was like her pupils would just get huge. Yeah. This um, girl ended up moving, and they never saw her again. But everyone was terrified of her. Even my friend Darlene, she's not really a big spiritual believer, but she was like, this person seemed possessed for sure. They had to have another uh, bus attendant or like a monitor to watch after her because of her attacks. And uh, you're not even supposed to touch the kids on the bus. You're supposed to watch them. But imagine having... Did you hear that? Yeah. That's what is going on. <laughs> now we're talking about this dark shit. And, and all then, of a sudden yeah. we're here. I don't mean to cut you off. No, but I mean... That was weird. Yeah. Every time, I kid you not, the Steph and I do an episode and we start talking about something in particular, like a poltergeist, suddenly my equipment goes all crazy. Or we'll lose swaths of the recording. Or we'll hear strange noises and buzzes coming through the microphone. It's very odd. We even try to do prayers. It just doesn't seem to matter. It seems like when we hit certain touchy subjects, like possession. Ghosts are sabotaging. (laughs) Let's get into some 2021 prediction stuff. Okay. These are always fun because they're never usually happy. (laughs) (laughs) And you will all be rich and wonderfully happy. (laughs) All right. Blind mystic Baba Vanga. Her predictions for 2021 include mysterious disease for Trump and cancer cure. A legendary blind mystic who famously predicted 9-11 and Brexit, despite dying years earlier, has made her 2021 revelations from beyond the grave. Baba Venga, who lost her vision at age 12, was called the Nostradamus of the Balkans for her bizarre claims. The clairvoyant claimed that at the same time she became aware that she was given her very rare gift from God to see into the future. Baba real name Vangela Gushtarova, predicted that the universe is going to end in 5079. Well, we got some time. A little bit of time. Yeah, that's pretty good. And has... <laughs> we'll be dead by then. I mean, I thought we were in Revelations now, so that's yeah. a little longer. Uh, and has also revealed incidents in the years between. She knew about the dissolution of the Soviet Union, the September 11th attack in 2001, and the death of Princess Diana and the Chernobyl disaster, and has said to get about 85% of her predictions right. Right before her death at age 85 in 1996, she said 2021 will be the year a cure for cancer is found. Well, that's good. Hmm. Baba has now claimed. Now, if she died in 96, how has she now claimed? But okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Baba from the Beyond the Grave has now claimed at the beginning of the 21st century, humanity will get rid of cancer. The day will come when cancer will get tied with iron chains. But things don't look good for President Donald Trump as he leaves the White House. As Baba Venga said, he will apparently suffer from a mysterious disease. She claimed the 45th POTUS will become sick with a mysterious disease that will leave him deaf and cause brain trauma. Her wild prediction also claimed Europe's economy will fall. An assassination attempt will be carried out against Russian President Vladimir Putin by someone within his own country, an Islamic extremist, and then they will stage an attack in Europe. She is said to have claimed the extremists will use an arsenal of chemical weapons against Europeans. Baba Venga also, <laughs> I always say that, Baba Venga! <laughs> Uh, weird name. I know. She also added, the world will suffer from a lot of cataclysms and great disasters. That's such a blanket statement because that's always happening nowadays. The consciousness of people will change. Difficult times will come. People will be divided by their faith. It seems that the Bulgarian woman did have some fun things to tell us, though. She says that petrol production stops. Trains will fly by using sunlight. Her most bizarre prediction, however, is that in 2021, a dragon will take over the planet. She is claimed to have said a strong dragon will seize humanity. The three giants will unite. Some people will have red money. I see the number 100, 5, and many zeros. Interpreters presume that the dragon is China. Yeah. And the three giants could be Russia, India, and China, and the money could be the 100 won and the 5,000 ruble notes, which are both red in color. Hmm. What do you think of Baba Venga? I think I could have came up with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> give Steph some driveway vodka and she'll give you some predictions. Mm-hmm. We have a couple more. Do you want me to go into them? Yeah, why not? All right, let's compare. The next predictions come from the Grand Warlock of Mexico. I feel like if anyone's calling themselves Baba Vanga, the Grand <laughs> Warlock. What would your name be then? The Great Ebis. <laughs> I like it. It's very magician-like. The Magical and Great Ebis. The Grand Warlock of Mexico. His forecast for 2021. Much like his fellow prognosticators around the world, the start of January is the proverbial busy season for Antonio Vasquez, who holds an annual gathering in which he shares his envisions for the coming year. By virtue of his striking appearance and bold predictions, the psychic's yearly announcement of what is to come over the next 12 months is a popular event in Mexico where it garners considerable media attention. And so, as is tradition... Vasquez reportedly took to the stage last week to share a bevy of predictions for the new year. According to the Grand Warlock, the coronavirus starts to be mastered between May and June, but it doesn't end this year. To that end, he ominously warned of a second pandemic in the form of financial difficulties facing people around the world due to the slow economic recovery. For those seeking more specific predictions... He also said that the Summer Olympics set for Tokyo will once again be postponed. Oh, man, they're going to be pissed at Japan. They've been really looking forward to this. Hmm. And once again be postponed and that there will be announced at the press conference in February. Now, as for here in America, the Grand Warlock, he forecasted a difficult time for President Trump shortly after leaving office. Trump is not going to remain silent. He will continue to be strong until February. But he will have many problems. Following that time period, possibly involving marital discord, illness, or legal issues. Well, that's all pretty that's all obvious. stuff you can find in the newspapers, yeah. except for the illness part. Everyone gets sick eventually. So. That's true. And then 
he just renewed his vows, didn't he? So I don't know about the marital discord, but he did see, you know, with regards to natural disasters, the prognosticator foresees an increase in hurricanes, floods, and small earthquakes, but no particular catastrophic event. They both said Trump going to get some kind of disease. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we will. This one's the best. The Asperomancer. Asperomancer? Yes. The Asperomancer reveals 2021 forecasts. A British psychic medium who has found fame by way of her purported ability to foresee the future by using asparagus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's issued uh, her forecast for 2021. Isn't it in the Bible they forbid you to use asparagus? Oh, yeah. You can't throw (laughs) asparagus around. Asparomancy is against the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Known as the Asparomancer, Jemima Packington claims that she can... Why is this? No, no, no. Just... <laughs> Jemima Packington claims that she can discern upcoming events by throwing a bundle of the vegetables into the air and then observing signs that form when they land on the ground. Okay, so let's go right into her predictions. The coronavirus vaccines will allow for something resembling a new normal around July, although not a return to the pre-pandemic days. The Asperomancer went on to reveal that we can expect the announcement of at least two royal divorces and a spate of ill health amongst royals of all ages in 2021. She also foresees a solo return to England by Prince Harry in March, though time will tell whether or not his being alone is connected to one of the predicted royal separations. Beyond future events in Britain, the psychic says that President Trump will be disowned by the GOP members because of his appalling handling of the U.S. domestic situation. And indicted that a return to the White House in 2024 will not happen. On a global front, Packington mused that the tribulations brought about by the pandemic will cause the world's population to become kinder and that governments will be forced to reckon with the will of the people. The Asperomancer also predicts that 2021 will see a downturn in athletes, salaries, and an end to celebrity-obsessed culture and that foreign travel will become less commonplace than it had been prior to now. Well, no, we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do this experiment, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to build a pizza. Okay. We're going to toss the pepperoni on there until we can interpret what the pepperoni means for the future. Okay. And if it's bad or good, we eat it and it doesn't happen. Ingest all that bad juju that's going to unleash onto the world. But it'll unleash on my heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're taking it on. For the world. Oh, Lord. Eat the pizza. So the grand pepperoni abbess <laughs> will throw the pizza into the air and the pepperonis, how they fall, they will tell our future. Yes. But we will take that burden on for you guys. Can I add some peppers to that? We can, you know, she used, a, you know, there was asparagus. What yeah. was the other one? Just vegetables? Yeah, no, it was just asparagus. Okay. So, I mean, if we're doing pepperoni, I'd like to add a little something with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it all. Like a supreme... Yeah, we'll make a supreme pizza, and we will we will know Maybe the future you of the, the world. Maybe should be the supreme pepperoni Even, abyss. And if you think about it, isn't pizza like a world type shape? You know? Oh, it is. It's, it's round. round. Yeah. So yeah, and it's flat, so it covers those flat Earth theory people. <laughs> <laughs> this Mississippi legend will send chills down your spine. Urban legends are fascinating bits of history that often contain at least some kernel of truth. Here's a legend that's so horrifying, 
I hope it's horrifying and I'm not setting myself up I for I really this hope so, too. <laughs> According to the legend, there was an evil witch who lived near the banks of the Yazoo River. By the time the sheriff and his deputies caught up with her, the witch was already caught in quicksand. The townspeople buried the witch in Glenwood Cemetery. Why is this so jumping around? I know. Oh, she lured fishermen into her hut, then tortured and killed them. When the local sheriff came looking for the missing men, he found their bodies in the witch's shed. She fled, running into the swamp to escape. By the time the sheriff and his deputies caught up with her, the witch was already caught, and that was in quicksand. What? Oh, I think it's like when you look at a swamp and you see, like, it looks like solid, you know, to the eye. It's like an illusion, and then you step on it, and you just you get stuck. It's all, like, mushy, like, sludgy. You can't get out. But she slowly can. <laughs> she couldn't. If she slowly sank into the muck, the witch swore that she would come back for revenge. She put a curse. I mean, if you're dying, is that the last? That's on your mind. Yeah. It's like, okay. She put a curse on the town of Yazoo and said that she'd be back in 20 years to burn the town to the ground. While they were fairly certain that the witch couldn't possibly come back from the dead, they made careful note of the date of her death, May 25th, 1884. A chain was placed around the witch's gravestone to keep her spirit trapped inside. Never heard of that one. No. But on May 25th, 1904, exactly 20 years to the day of the witch's death, the town of Yazoo caught on fire. The fire quickly spread and destroyed 200 homes and even more businesses. Witnesses of the fire said that it had a strange quality, with the flames jumping, twisting, and leaping in a way they'd never seen fire behave before. Many believed that the flames were dancing by command of the witch. After the flames were finally extinguished, the townspeople went to the witch's gravesite. Local author Willie Morris memorialized the witch of Yazoo in his novel, Good Old Boy and the Witch of Yazoo. Today you can tour the cemetery where the witch is supposedly buried. Mr. Morris is also buried there and you can visit his grave as well. What do you think about this legend? I think, who's the fire starter? Twisted fire starter. (laughs) (laughs) I am the god of hellfire. And I bring you fire. (laughs) I hope anyone from the 90s is listening to There's Gen Xers are our our number one fans. Steph, did you know that Oklahoma lawmaker files bill to establish Bigfoot hunting season? No. Wow. A member of the Oklahoma House of Representatives has filed a bill. That calls for the establishment of a Bigfoot hunting season in the state. The audacious idea is reportedly the brainchild of Republican Justin Humphrey, who reportedly put forward the proposal on Wednesday. The fairly succinct resolution, which can be read here, states that the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission shall promulgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The commission shall set annual season dates and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees. Well, we know what that's all about now. Making some money for the Oklahoma. But there's probably a lot of people who would like to do that. Well, without... if they make weed legal there, it's really on. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, you know, if anyone finds a Bigfoot, it's going to be like the saddest, the most exciting but saddest day. Because if they have to kill it. It's sad. Would you go Bigfoot hunting? No, I wouldn't want to kill. I don't want to kill anything, but I love me some delicious steak. <laughs> <laughs> grave robbers busted in Florida. Oh, well, basically these grave robbers went in and grave robbed. Let's just make the long story short. Upon questioning, the man confessed to the crime and told the police that he pulled off the heist alongside a man named Juan Burgos Lopez. 
When cops searched the accomplice's home, they've discovered a staggering six skulls, four of which were have found to have been taken from graves at the cemetery, as well as various other bones altogether compromised what they described as a religious shrine. The duo now face multiple charges related to the unsettling theft. Do you know this happened here in Syracuse? No. Yes. It wasn't that the police found who did it, but it, they're pretty sure it was for those type of reasons, you know. Ritual. But my mother and I, we went to Wegmans to go shopping. Came home. It was the Wegmans on Onondaga Road, actually. I don't or think on, anyone cares about that, but go ahead. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> it's giving you information okay. to the story. <laughs> Everyone know where the Wegmans on Onondaga How about you in Africa? You know where that is? <laughs> well, they can look it up. They know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> So, but we get home, I flip on the TV and all of a sudden they're talking about, there's these guys doing constructions at, at Wegmans. They were on the roof and they were tossing stuff in a big metal, like a garbage can. Well, not a garbage can, dumpster. but the, the dumpster, the big giant dumpsters for, and you know, industrial waste. Right. One of the workers was going in there and found a head of a person, but it wasn't even just like, it wasn't a fresh head. But okay. it wasn't a white, like, blanched skull either. It was, like, kind of in between. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. And they're pretty sure that it was stolen from a cemetery from a recent death. Oh. And someone had severed it, probably for a ritual oh, or of something. Course. yeah. That's the West End. And there's a lot of people from South America that live there. And there's all that voodoo and... Hoodoo. Uh, hoodoo and all that stuff. So... Well, Santeria, and there's yeah. there's other names for it, too. Yeah. I don't think it's completely solved. I've never heard anything about it Being later. solved? No, they just kind of suspect that's what it was. There was only one head, though. Yeah. I mean, once in a whole whole bunch of, like, Florida. They had, like, seven. Well, you know what, Florida, (laughs) it's probably easier to steal. They don't have below ground, Right, because they're an island. It's a peninsula, right? So there's... I think they have, like, sarcophagus, you know, what are you calling those, like, mausoleum type things? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, uh, New Orleans is like that because it's just... Yeah, uh, low-lying, below sea level. Yep. Well, I got another one for you. Okay. South Carolina teens exploring haunted house stumble upon body in a freezer. Oh, wow. Yeah, this just happened, well, in January on the 5th. A group of teenagers in South Carolina got quite the scare when they were exploring an allegedly haunted house and wound up discovering a dead body in the freezer. According to the local media report, the strange incident occurred this past weekend in the town of Norway as eight youngsters were riding ATVs in a remote part of the community. At some point in the midst of their adventure, the kids came upon an abandoned house, which is rumored to be haunted. Basically, they were looking around the vacant residence, and one of the teens stumbled upon a sizable freezer and decided to see what it might contain. Upon opening the cold storage, he was greeted by an ungodly smell, which he initially suspected was rotting meat. Technically, that assessment was correct. Although the contents of the freezer were far more gruesome than merely some pork chops that had been left behind by the former owner of the home... That's because on closer examination, the horrified teens realized that the meat was wearing jeans and socks. The would-be ghost hunters subsequently called the police, who arrived on the scene to collect the body for an autopsy to be conducted later this week. It is believed that the body inside the freezer had been there for months and could quite possibly be the victim of foul play. You think? (laughs) As for the teenagers, it would seem that they are now haunted by something far more unsettling than a ghost. The stench from the rotting corpse that they found. Quote, I heard that once you smell a human, you can't ever forget it, said one of the youngsters now stricken with an unnerving condition, lamenting that I can still smell it right now. 
That's gross. Have you ever smelled a dead body stuff? Uh, only in a funeral home, technically, with the formaldehyde smell, you know, when you get oh, the weight. Oh, yeah. That's not the same as a rotting corpse, huh? No, but I'll tell you, though, there was a young guy that was missing for the longest time. They couldn't find him. And I was driving my motorcycle down this road, and I would smell, I thought it was a dead animal, which is common, you know, little animal, you know, deer get hit or whatever. And I'd smell it every time I go by, I have to, like, hold my breath. And I thought it was just a dead animal. But then I found out they found the kid that was missing he was like 15 or 16 oh. years old and it was near there and i was like oh, i think i was smelling him every oh. time i went by with my motorcycle what was that like it smelled just like any like death like any other death it didn't seem any different but it was bad you know i didn't like it <laughs> but maybe that guy um that was found in the in the freezer maybe he was like same curiosity goes there opens it Ooh, a Snickers bar, but boom, and he falls in. <laughs> then the door slams. Yeah, and then he's stuck in there, and that was it. Maybe no one murdered him. He was just, like, doing the same thing sure. as the kids. <laughs> I want to talk about two things that are coming out that might be interesting for our listeners to watch on television. And the first is Hotel Paranormal Season 2. I never even heard of Season 1, but if you have, Season two's coming up. And this sounds fascinating because one of my favorite guys, Dan Aykroyd, is going to return as the narrator. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's a 10-part documentary series that provides dramatic recreations, of course, and paranormal expert insights during its bone-chilling tales of the paranormal encounters at four-star hotels, highway motels, and inns around the world. Now, originally, this was commissioned by T&E in Canada. The second installment of the series is going to be available for licensing in the U.S. and globally. Well, that's good. I think all hotels are haunted anyway. Yeah, it could be. I would watch this. I would definitely watch what, this. Where can we find that one? Oh, uh, that's a good question. It doesn't say. But just keep your eyes open for Hotel Paranormal Season 2. Our friend Dan Aykroyd. Wouldn't that be cool to get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan had him on there and just was dissing him. And yeah, I didn't. It was he, treated, he treated him really badly. We wouldn't do that to you, Dan. No. Come and see us, Dan. We wouldn't even ask you to talk about Ghostbusters. It would just be... Yeah, just... but Whatever br- you want. Right. <laughs> but bring some of that Skull Vodka for stuff. She's mm-hmm. had it with the driveway vodka. Another show is called Monsters, Aliens, and the Paranormal. And it inspires a series by Vandal's Joe Escalante. It's a paranormal travel series which chronicles the stories of infamous creatures like the Sarasota Skunk Ape and the Pensacola Sea Monster... And the Provo Bigfoot. Monsters of America can be streamed now via Fox. That sounds fun. It does. Did I ever tell you I saw a skunk ape? What? In Florida, man. When, you were, when you were living down there? I'm telling you. No, I was visiting a friend in St. Pete, which is weird because I know it's more in the Pensacola area. Mm-hmm. But I was visiting a friend at college and I was sitting out in the quad. Is that what they're called? The quad? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, it was outside. It was late at night. I was smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I heard something. Near the trash cans. Now, everyone was trying to tell me, it could have been a raccoon. Lots of raccoons down there. This thing walked like a monkey. It was not a raccoon, man. This thing was walking like its front arms were like swinging like a little monkey. And it's, and it, it, I'm telling you, I saw the skunk ape. I saw it. Hmm. Well, was this before or after the uh, Andrew, the, the big hurricane? Well, this was in the 90s. So when was Andrew? I don't remember. I know that Andrew's in the 90s, but supposedly the big Miami Zoo got blown to smithereens. Some of the uh, yeah, but animals Miami's got Miami's awful far from St. Petersburg. 
Well, I was. My point was that I guess some of the apes were able to escape. This definitely was not that. No, this was a. I'm telling you, this was a. I know what I saw, and I told all my friends, and they thought I was crazy. I kept saying, I just saw. I kept calling it a monkey. <laughs> I just saw a monkey. It was going. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to the trash cans. That's my story. You don't have to believe it. My friends certainly didn't. There were cockroaches that would dodge soda cans when you throw them at them. <laughs> They were so big. Wow. And there were alligators. Or crocodiles. What's in Florida? Crow- yeah. Crocs? Crocagators. Crocagators. <laughs> Crocagators. So there, why not a skunk ape? I saw a skunk ape, guys. <laughs> oh, and a, another Paranormal Activity movie's coming out. Oh, wow. I think this makes like seven or eight or ten or 47. Do they make them better as they go along? I would hope so, but I doubt it. <laughs> so in case you're into that and you really want to torture yourself and watch another one of those... Well, Steph, we covered a lot of news today, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of good stories in there. Even though we got interrupted a lot by kitty cats and puppy dogs. Yep, and bathroom breaks. And bathroom breaks. (laughs) Unintelligible readings. (laughs) For our listeners, Grandmaster, Supreme, Pepperoni Pizza Thrower, Future Predictor, Psychic, what can you tell our listeners for their future? I think that they should listen to the Spirit Podcast. To the Spirit Podcast. Supernatural Science. I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic. Spirit. Divine Source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic, magic, magic.